Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Sharon. Hello. And today we are discussing episode four of The Courtship. If anyone's still listening, we may have lost some people <laughs> who are not into this. It continues to be very un-Austen. There is a country fair, there is fencing, there is a lot of kissing, and two gentlemen depart. Having had two new gentlemen at the beginning of the episode. Miss Remy's really shy when she meets the new suitors. They're both very hot, and she's already feeling connections with them, even though she's just met them. Dr. Hatem is an ER doctor. He doesn't get a kiss with her at the kissing booth, but he does a backflip and then decides I'm going to go and get a kiss. And the other guys end up pulling him away because he's taking too long. Mr. Judge is the other new guy and he sits and talks with Miss Remy at the fencing. He interrupts Mr. Chapman when Mr. Chapman's going in for a kiss and then he himself is interrupted by Mr. Mumbray. (laughs) But he comes in hard and fast saying, my biggest goals are to be a good husband and a good father. Right at the beginning. He met her yesterday. And he comes from a um, a village in Massachusetts, is it? Um, Wisconsin or something, of 800 people. You know, she's a career girl. I can't imagine her wanting to move from Seattle to a little town of 800 people. <laughs> That's not to say that he's there. You don't really know. She has the similar sort of feeling when she's talking to Mr. Chapman. Now, he's the model who said that this is the longest he's been anywhere in two years. He said he's basically been living out of his van. But when he says living out of his van, it probably doesn't mean what we think. It's probably more like a mobile home. I would think so. If he's a model, he'll be going on shoots. She was wondering, how do I fit into that? And that's part of the challenge with something like this is that, you know, would they have ever actually met each other under normal circumstances? They have really vastly different careers. They're from vastly different places. Mm. And they certainly wouldn't have behaved in this way had they met elsewhere. Because this is a competition for the guys. You set them up, there's one woman that you aim for. They're competing with each other to get her. Yeah, and they haven't yet decided if they want her, really, when it boils down to it. Because they don't actually know very well enough yet. They're kissing her in front of each other. This is almost unheard of in these sort of shows. It's also a little bit uncomfortable. It is, and it causes discomfort for Captain Kim, who, as we remember, was cheated on and broken up with over Facebook. He says to her, look, it was hurtful to me, but you know what? That made me realise that I'm into you. Which is a good, honest response. It is, and he's really vulnerable about it. He's talking to one of the guys about it. Mr. Makikio is making fun of him in the background. Or was it Mr. Castronova? Poor Captain Kim gets the final dance again. This is his third time out of four episodes. She says to him, do you want to stay? Which is exactly what the guy he was talking to said. And he says, yeah, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't want to be here. In some respects, I find him almost the most honest. He is trying to find if this is somebody that he could honestly relate to. He could make a really good husband. In some respects, he's a little bit more transparent than some of the others. He's not playing a game. No. She does want him to be more open, but you can understand why he's struggling with being emotionally open. And also not everybody is emotionally open, even at the best of times, without a certain amount of trauma. So the fencing was quite fun to watch. One of the instructors was female. She was very good. 
Mr. Castronova is really liked by the parents. They're talking to each other going, oh, he could be the one. But he ends up on the final dance card and he ends up leaving. But he's really gentlemanly about it. He does leave in an honourable manner. He says, if we're not feeling things, if this is not working, that's on me. That's not on you. The parents ask Mr. Bokikio whether he's here looking for love, and he makes it quite clear. He's looking for a connection that he hopes will blossom into love, love. which the parents are not happy about. Whereas it's actually really quite honest. It is. Because you can be in love with everybody, but really that's in lust, is it not? He realises that he's fucked up, basically, and has a talk with Miss Remy. But he's very open with her about the fact that he's also thinking of himself in this situation, not just her, which is mature. But the whole setup is supposed to be focused on her. All the guys should be trying everything, pulling out all the stops. But he's being really honest, saying, I need to think about whether this is working for me or not. I'm not sure I'd be trusting of somebody if he wasn't thinking about that because she's not just meant to be a prize. You know, this is meant to be somebody that you're going to live with for the rest of your life, or at least for the next five years. So he ends up on the final dance card and she says to him, I want to know where we stand. The court have a little talk about him. The parents are still unsure, but the sister and friend are like, yeah, we like this guy. They end up dancing and she says, I'm not ready for you to go home. She's actually really into him. He kisses her in front of everyone and the boys and the parents are all like, it's too much. Parents seem to think that it's a lust thing. He was the first date, wasn't he? He was the first date. And I think she's always been attracted to him. It is going to be interesting to see over time. I have problems with actually expectations on these things. Because they think that in the short period of time you can fall in love with someone and know that your marriage is going to work. How long does this take? It's 12 episodes. 12 weeks? It's probably shorter than 12 weeks. It could be 6 weeks. Which is not a lot of time to get to know someone, especially in this context because you're not seeing them in their natural context. That's right. So it'd be interesting, for example, to see what she's like when she's working. She has a date with Mr. Cones who we've thought previously was a little bit immature. But when she goes to see him, she jumps into his arms and it's lovely. And they have wine on the grass and she spills some on herself. And she becomes really vulnerable with him and says, have you ever dated a black woman before? He says, yeah, like it's a totally normal thing. And then she starts to talk about how she has experienced a lot of rejection that people would not date her because she's black. Which is interesting for Seattle. I read an article some time ago talking about the most and the least attractive. I say that in air quotes, probably the most popular races. And for men, the lowest ranking was Asian. And for women, the lowest ranking was black. Which is terrible for many many reasons but also kind of makes me want her and captain kim to get together (laughs) yes mr shanklin has written a song for miss remy and he sings it for her at the carnival the father had previously wanted him to sing her a song but it's excruciatingly embarrassing i'm sorry i just dislike that style of singing 
where you amble around the notes because you don't seem to be able to decide which one you want to finish on. So Mr. Shanklin is also on the last dance card and she says to him, I did ask you for romance, but you came on too strong. strong. And And he used the L word. He said, if you send me home, I'll still love you forever. It'll be a mistake, but I'll still love you forever. And everyone went, what just happened? And then he repeats it. Her mother says it was too much singing. But he's using the word love too lightly. Yes, I think that's it. He does say, I am falling for you. But twice he says, I love you. That's bonkers at this junction. Mr. Castronova and Mr. Shanklin have both gone home. The parents liked both of them. They thought Mr. Castronova could be the one. And remember, the father wanted Mr. Shanklin to serenade her. Mr. Bokikio almost left, but managed to hold his spot because they seemed to be really into each other. And Captain Kin, once again, manages to stay. Some of the dynamics between the men is quite interesting, isn't it? I think I'd quite like Mr. Mumbray. I haven't seen him be nasty. He is the one that said he'd never been in a relationship before, but he feels like he's really ready and he wants love now. At the start of the carnival, the host is talking about the new suitors, and Mrs. Remy says they need to insert themselves quickly. And the host goes, what did you just say? Oh, yes. (laughs) Completely unintentional. Yes. That comedy gold. A few double entendres in this little episode, I think. It is quite interesting watching it sort of unfold, but it is challenging. I don't think I'll ever watch any more episodes of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I mean, at least here you've got to watch some interesting events, pretty outfits. Gorgeous backdrop. Yeah. Wouldn't mind a bit more of the dancing, but really at the moment all they're really doing is sort of swaying around in circles amongst each other. And that is our discussion of episode four of The Courtship. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy watching. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch and some Pride and Prejudice heavily pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!